0: Hi everyone, welcome back. It's wonderful to be with you again as we look at the Holy Spirit once more, particularly the gifts of the Spirit. And today we're looking at the second installment in the the Gifts of Healings last time we touched on a number of things we looked at the basis that by Christ's stripes we are healed and ultimately will in the resurrection bodies have full complete health but there's a now and not yet aspect to the kingdom of god where we don't get everything now but there are little foretastes and deposits uh, of what god wants to give us later on in the future we can experience it now actually as part of the message of the gospel to show that god is a good God. And we see that demonstrated in the ministry of Jesus because he displayed a manifestation of the heart and the mind of God towards us in the New Covenant. And we see it also in the early apostles and throughout church history. So it's something we ought to seek. We do acknowledge God does not heal everybody when we pray just the way. We don't always get all our prayers answered the way we want. But nevertheless, that doesn't discourage us pursuing those prayers, pursuing prayer for lost loved ones and people all over the world Even though not everyone will be saved, we still pray for it and we still ought to pray for healing even though not everyone will be healed. I want to start off this session thinking of a question around should we be using medicine, some Very Pentecostal, charismatic folk ask this question. I don't like to categorize people, but it's often those who ask this. Well, maybe I shouldn't, if I believe in God's healing, I shouldn't be using medicine. And I would say we should be using medicine. We should be using every good gift that God gives us, provided it's appropriate medicine for our condition. If it's available, we ought not to be testing the Lord or being presumptuous, asking him to heal us if he's provided a means for that. And um, That would be similar to Satan tempting Jesus to jump off the temple rather than walking down the steps. Uh, why jump off the temple when you can just walk down? And of course we read of a man called Asa, a king in the Old Testament who ought to have trusted the Lord rather he put his trust in doctors um, and, and in medicine. And we are in danger in the West of doing that. We should use medicine and doctors' skills and science but we ought not to have that as the first place we run to we ought to look to the lord and, and whatever means that he chooses to heal us or help us certainly be open to that but in second chronicles chapter 16 verse 12 uh, to 13 we read and in the 39th year of his reign asa became diseased in his feet and his malady was severe yet in his disease he did not seek the lord but the physicians so as arrested with his fathers he died in the 41st year of his reign what a tragic statement he did not seek the Lord but the physicians so we ought not to be like that but at the same time it's not an either or thing we need to recognize that if medicine is used wisely and correct in connection with prayer it is is a gift of God the same with surgery the same with scientific knowledge and so on and uh, even in the case of Isaiah the prophet, he received a promise of healing for King Hezekiah. But he told the the king's servant to go and bring a cake of figs and apply it as a medicinal remedy, as a poultice, and apply it on the boil that uh, Hezekiah had for healing. You can read about that in Second Kings twenty and verse seven. So he had got a promise from God. He was a prophet. Uh, And he prayed for healing, but he also recognized that there was natural means through which God had ordained that uh, Hezekiah would be healed. So um, some people might feel led that God is not going to heal them through medicine. That's between you and God, but you must be wise and certainly and Jesus can heal where medicine fails. We read in Luke chapter 8 of the woman with the issue of blood. And in verse 43 it says, A woman having a flow of blood for 12 years, who had spent all her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any... course you know the rest of the story she reached out and touched the hem of the garment of jesus and she was healed immediately so we know that there are many areas that medicine has no answers there are no diagnoses, and uh, only god is our help and very often god steps in and does a miracle in those cases and we praise god for it but we must never encourage people to come off medicine i believe or discourage the use of medicine uh, as opposed to God's miraculous power it's a bit like when Jesus said go and show yourself to the priest when he said to the, the leper who was healed go and show yourself to the priest if there is healing there will be evidence of it and it'll be obvious to everyone be obvious to the doctors as well um, we don't need to be putting people in danger in, 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 in order to prove the power of God that's my conviction anyway um, there may be exceptions to that in history, there may be exceptions to that in individual cases, but I think that ought to be the general rule. And, and we know that Jesus can heal where, where, where medicine feels and praise God for that. But we ought to respect what God has given us and be thankful for every good and perfect gift and use what he's given us to help us without putting our faith in it and relying on medicine rather than the lord and always go to the lord first then another objection that often comes when we talk about the gifts of healings is people will say and they've said this to me um if you have the gift of healing well why don't you go up to the hospital and heal everybody why don't you go down to the hospice where people are dying and heal everybody well um it was even said to me (laughs) recently when i wasn't well myself um well david believes in healing and he maybe attends healing services and prays for healing for people and David's not well himself. How does, how does that work? And and people were laughing. I know some were laughing about that. But this gift is the gifts of healings, plural. And it means that there are different kinds of gifts and often our minds immediately go to physical healing. But there are, there are plural gifts of healings, different types of healings. There's emotional healing, There's mental healing, there is spiritual healing, there is deliverance, healing from oppression, from the demonic, and there is, of course, physical, physiological healing. There might even be other things wrapped in there. But it also means gifts of healings. With all the gifts of the spirit, God gives them freely as he wills. Each time there is a healing. So whenever someone's healed in the Bible, or in history, or now. Every time someone is healed, the gift of healing has been given. Each time healing occurs, it is a gift. So I want you to put out your head that there's someone who has the gift of healing. Now, people could be used with a gift of healing in the sense that God uses them to give healing through a lot. So, Um, somebody's an evangelist and so people get saved a lot through their ministry more than perhaps through a pastor or a teacher and yet it's the same with someone can be used as a conduit and a vessel for the gift of healing to flow but it's not as if they're walking around owning a gift and with the click of the fingers or a flick of a switch that they somehow can heal at will that is a complete misunderstanding of the gift of healing and that answers the question well why don't you go up to the hospital and heal this one that one the other There maybe is an issue there. Why don't we go up to the hospital more and pray for people who are sick? Well, we could talk about that. But this gifts of healings is not magic. And sometimes those who don't believe in it, that's the way they approach it. And neither is it the case that any of us own or possess this gift and can go around healing everyone at will. Jesus didn't even do that. Now, some people might be shocked at me saying that but Jesus didn't just go around healing at will I mean his own will in John chapter 5 and verse 2 and 3 we read there of a man who was laid at the pool of uh, Beth- 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 Bethesda and he was there 38 years and he was paralyzed and there were many people who were in a similar predicament around people very sick um disabled around there because there was this belief that an angel would um, uh, rustle the waters and if you jumped in the first person would be healed and so he had no one to help him you read the story there yourself but jesus came in this day and healed that man he said to him do you want to be made well what a strange question but jesus was discerning that there's maybe a bit of resignation in this man to his healing he'd maybe given up given up all hope you would have after 38 years perhaps um, some of us pray once for healing And give up. But the point is this there were many sick folk in that multitude around that pool that day, but Jesus only went to one. Now we know He healed everyone who came to Him, but He didn't go around healing every single person that was sick in Judea or in Galilee. And the reason why that was is John five nineteen, when Jesus begins to explain a bit of the dynamics between him as the son and the father, he says this. Jesus explained, I tell you the truth, the son can do nothing by himself He does only what he sees the father doing, whatever the father does, the son does also. So Jesus didn't go around doing miracles at will according to what he wanted or he saw the need to be. He was completely dependent on the father as the son. And he only every day did what he saw the father do, what the father told him to do. And that day it was to heal that one man in that group of people. Now there's a mystery in that and I don't, claim to understand why one person was healed and the others weren't but i want you to uh, to understand that that is the mystery around this issue and because of the people that aren't healed we don't deny the people that are and we need to learn to celebrate those who are and look for more in the will and the purposes of god but we need to understand that this gift has to be in communion with the father through the power of the holy spirit and he gives it as he will And the son didn't do anything independently of the father. And neither can we. Okay. These are gifts that we receive from God. As he wills. And ultimately it's God's power. It's not our power. Now having said that. In John chapter 14 and verse 12. Jesus said most assuredly. The works that I do you will do also. So we've got to believe that. As Jesus healed, we can pray for people and we will see people healed. And he gave this commission to the disciples in Luke chapter 10, verse 9. Heal the sick there and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near you. So this is a par gift, the gifts of healings in the power category to show that the kingdom of God has come near or come to you. And so there is a responsibility in us, whilst it's God who gives this gift, there's a responsibility in us to go to go with this gift, to go praying, to do it. And, and we're not the ones who make it happen, but we've got to go in obedience just the way we preach the gospel. We can't save anyone, but we have to go in obedience and preach the gospel and let God who, save who he wills and help as many as we can to that decision of faith and repentance. The same way, we don't heal, but we have to pray for healing and go and bring the message of healing to as many as we can to see as many heal and and. and, and the, the Gospel of God's goodness displayed to them. and Jesus instructed the disciples to go and anoint people with oil and uh, see their healing and in Mark chapter 6 we read of that and of course um, to the church James says in James 5:13 um, through uh, to 15 that the elders of the church we are to call them if we have a need for healing and, and they're to come and anoint us and pray for healing. But he also said in verse 16 that's not just for elders you understand and sometimes churches um, confine that to the elders. We know the disciples were encouraged to go and do it in Mark 6 and 13 and we're all disciples but in James 5, 16, in that same passage, just a verse on it says, Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effect of fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman avails much. So it's the prayer of a righteous man or woman, not a particular office or particular rank in the church or anything like that, but just people who are believing God and praying in faith. So what a wonderful gift. And Jesus as he is now resurrected and ascended unto heaven in, in glory at the right hand of the Father, he has now dispensed these gifts, some of which are the gifts of healings to prove the good news of his message of salvation. And the end of Mark's gospel, his version, if you like, of the Great Commission enshrines these miraculous supernatural abilities there as part of what it is to go and take the gospel. And he says, Mark 16, 17, 18, Jesus It said, these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. This is the word of the Lord. The question is, are we seeing it? And We're not wanting to be claiming stuff that isn't happening. We're not wanting to be walking in error. We're certainly not wanting to hurt people. Um, by telling people they haven't enough faith to be healed or they're not spiritual enough or they're not praying enough or any of that nonsense. We want to stay clear of all that and yet we want to bring a message of hope and a message of healing that some people are healed and we believe God wants to heal many more and we believe that the church has a healing with these gifts of healing, mental, emotional, spiritual, physical um, healing and healing from the demonic And there's healing in relationships. There's healing in families. God is a God of healing. And by Christ's stripes we are healed. And we need to lift up that gospel. And we need to proclaim it. And we need to apply it to other people's lives. So if you need healing here today. Why not pray with me? And as I said at the end of the last session. What is the problem that you have? Mentally, emotionally, spiritually? Well sometimes we have to delve deeper. And I'll be doing a series later on. um, How to help others to freedom. And how to pray for healing and deliverance and release. But but right now, why not um, come and say, Lord, please heal this. Just simply as a little child, to say, Lord, would you please heal this. And then put your hand maybe on the place if it's appropriate to put your hand on the place where you've got the problem. And now speak as Jesus did in his earthly ministry and command the thing to go, speak healing over it in Jesus' name. If something's missing and needs to be there, speak it there in Jesus' name. If it's something there that ought not to be there, a growth, command it to go in Jesus' name, just the way Jesus cursed the fig tree commanded to go in Jesus name and receive the healing of Christ and speak the healing of Christ command the pain to go command strength to come in the mighty name of Jesus and trust God with the outcome but persevere in it and do that with others pray tenderly compassionately and carefully not in any way to hurt people or or to cause them questionings around the goodness of God but actually to acknowledge that this is God's gift but we go after it and we pray for it and and sometimes and often God can show up and even if someone feels loved the love of God through our compassion care and interest in them well isn't that a good thing even if their healing doesn't come there immediately isn't it good that they have felt the love of God and for some people that can be enough in that moment let me pray for you father we thank you that you're a healing god you are jehovah Rapha. we thank you that you healed in the old testament and part of the covenant message of the new testament is that by Christ's stripes we are healed and we know we don't get everything now we know not everybody will be healed that's prayed for but we know that some will maybe many will if we if we come truly believing this message and acting on obedience and i just pray for the people that are watching here today that they will receive healing according to your will in whatever areas they've prayed for and lord maybe surprise them in areas that they haven't prayed for And we just pray for strength for increased healing, for help for those who are going through suffering and have to go through a bit more, that you'll give grace and mercy and peace. But Lord, we want to see more breakthroughs. We want to see your hand. There's so much sickness around in our world today pandemics epidemics all kind of new problems that we never had before but Lord we want you to demonstrate your power as a healing God and rather we thank you for medicine we thank you for science we thank you for the ways in which they are helping us today and we acknowledge that as Christians but Lord we also know that there's times that we need more than what they can give us and, and you certainly can meet all our needs according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And we receive that now. And we ask that we as a church may demonstrate it in grace, power, mercy and peace. In Jesus' name, Amen. God bless you. See you again next time when we'll be looking at the, the spiritual gift of miracles. See you then.